0: Hello and welcome to ITIC Insight, the podcast which shares loss prevention advice from ITIC, the world's leading provider of professional indemnity insurance for transport professionals everywhere. Hi everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of ITIC Insight. I'm Emma Laworthy, ITIC's Marketing Director and I'm joined today by our new Claims Director, Mark Bratman.
1: Hello everyone.
0: This is a special episode in which we will hopefully learn a little bit more about our new Claims Director, First of all, Mark, congratulations on your new appointment. How are you feeling?
1: Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to take this role over. The previous times director was there for a while. I think he was he was there about fifteen years, so it's a big shoes to step into. But uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to I'll be up for the challenge of doing the job.
0: Yeah, I think you'll be really good. Just to give our members and listeners a little bit of background, how long have you worked at ITIC?
1: So I've been uh, at Edic for seventeen years now. I'm a qualified solicitor. I qualified at a maritime law firm in the city. Um, I worked there for a couple of years and then I moved on to an aviation law firm. And uh, that aviation law firm, whilst it was one of the biggest law firms within aviation, it's not actually that big of an area, so it wasn't such a big firm. And that has subsequently become Clyde & Co. now. It's been t- taken over, but a lot of my ex-colleagues are still at Clyde & Co. today.
0: And what would you say is the biggest challenge when it comes to
1: claims? Well, it's difficult because every claim is different, so every claim has its own particular challenges but overall, for me in particular because I'm a lawyer in training, I can try and get bogged down with sort of very technical legal issues and the reality is we have to be very more commercial because a lot of obviously our members are commercial entities and you know whilst I might come up with a great legal point that might not go down so well if it loses the member a customer or something like that so we always have to try and take the bigger commercial view of everything when we handle the claims.
0: If a member is worried about being on the receiving end of a claim what would you recommend that they do?
1: Well if they're worried this can either be that they have been told by their client that they are going to be facing a claim because they're not very happy or they've been sued or it could just be that the member thinks that they've done something wrong and rather than waiting for that claim to come in they can contact us straight away because ultimately we deal with claims day in and day out we've probably seen something very similar to it before if not exactly the same and we may be able to help out so the advice I would give is as soon as you either know of a claim or circumstances that might give rise to a claim contact us. You can't go wrong by contacting us.
0: And we also have two dedicated videos on the ITIC website, two e-learning videos about the first one is how to report a claim and then the second one is how we handle and process your claims. So if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the claims handling process or how you contact us, those are probably a really good starting point to watch those. You're now going to be managing the claims team. Can you tell us a little bit about who makes up that team?
1: Yeah, well ITIC is slightly different to other P&I clubs and and insurers in in the respect that we don't have a completely separate claims and underwriting function. We have in the main account executives who will handle the underwriting and the claims for their members in their specific area of the world that they look after and that will be overseen by myself now as the claims director and we also have a specialist claims function which comprises of three people, myself as claims director My colleague, Fiona Reynolds, who some of you listening might know, she deals with most of the debt collection claims that we have. That's another service we provide to our members. She doesn't do all of them, but she does a large majority of them. And then we have a new senior claims executive who has just started to replace me called Geraldine, and she is a qualified solicitor as well.
0: And I think some other members of the team are also legally qualified, aren't they?
1: Yeah, there's uh, Tom, is uh, a lawyer in Australia, we have uh, a German lawyer, and we've got some other people who have legal qualifications but not the sort of the working qualifications like law degrees and, and, and the like, so there's quite a few people that have got legal qualifications.
0: Yeah, you're quite the team of legal eagles, aren't you? In your 17 years at ITIC, you've obviously handled a lot of claims. Is the one that stands out or is most memorable to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, the one that stands out the most to me, because it was probably the biggest claim we had, was a claim where a ship was cut in half in a shipyard to insert an extra piece to make the ship bigger with jumboisation. And uh, our members' involvement was checking that yard, that shipyard, to make sure... It was fire safe, and they checked all their procedures, and they gave out a certificate saying it was compliant. Needless to say, it burned down, and our member got involved in the plane to, you know, alleging that they they'd done it wrong, and we the defence was no it was correct, Uh, the the procedures you had were correct, but you didn't stick to your own procedures. You didn't actually follow what you were supposed to do. And the reason why it was so memorable was one, it was a huge claim. I think the vessel was worth $60 million. And then the member actually went bust. So ITIC as a club got pulled into it directly and it went through the whole procedure. So it went through us as the managers, Then it went through to the board, and then when the claimants didn't like the board's decision, they actually took it to an arbitration, and the arbitration was held in London in front of a high court judge, who was the arbitrator, and eventually ITIC won on all points. And one of the funny things that actually does stick in my mind is that the other side nominated this particular arbitrator, and uh, say he was an ex-high court judge, and it turns out that the precedent that we were relying on was actually his case from the 1980s.
0: So he knew it really well, didn't he? What are you looking forward to the most in your new role?
1: Well, it's very different from the role that I had before. Before I was just handling claims, whereas now I get to prepare papers for the ITIC board. I get to look sort of behind the claims, essentially, at the figures and making sure that everything's in order and working as it should be and dealing with the reinsurance and generally observing and overseeing other claims handlers making sure that they're doing the job correctly rather than doing it 100% myself as I used to do.
0: Yeah I think it'll be a really interesting new challenge for you won't it? So I know that you deal with members on a daily basis but just so our members and listeners can learn a little bit more about you I've got a few quick fire rapid questions to ask you so we can just delve a little bit behind the curtain. So starting with what are your favourite hobbies and pastimes?
1: Well I've got two young children so I don't really have that much time for hobbies and pastimes but I just try and w- I watch a lot of TV. I'm just watching a show called The Umbrella Academy that one of my daughters actually recommended to me uh, on Netflix and that's been very good. I try and see some friends once a week for a friendly game of poker that we've been doing for about 15 to 20 years now. Same people so that that's good fun and that's about it really.
0: What is your favourite food?
1: Well I like to eat a lot, as anyone that knows me will will, uh, uh, agree. I like all sorts of food. I took my youngest daughter out for Chinese last night. She likes that. And I'll eat pretty much any food that's going. My favourite is probably a good steak is is probably my favourite.
0: That's a good choice. It is hard to narrow it down to just one item, isn't it? What is your favourite film?
1: If I'm in a serious mood, I really like The Godfather Part 1 and Part 2. I did, I leave out part three on purpose because it's awful. And if I'm sort of in a more fun mood, I like the Back to the Future films a lot. And I currently been watching all the Marvel films. My daughters like them as well. So I, I watch them up with, with them.
0: What is the last book you read or music you downloaded or streamed?
1: The last music that I downloaded or streamed was yesterday in the car. I dropped off my daughter somewhere, miles away, and I was in the car for quite a few hours, and I downloaded the soundtrack to the Umbrella Academy, which is the show that I said I was watching because it's got some brilliant music in it. So I listened to that. And books, I have just started reading a book by a Japanese author, and I'm only about 20 pages into it, so I don't quite know how it's going to go, but so far it's good. And it's got a, a quirky story about... A little cafe in Japan where if you sit in a specific seat and you order a coffee for the time that the coffee is hot you can travel time and as I say I don't know where it's gonna go but it's quite interesting at the moment
0: any pet hates
1: I've got lots of pet hate that come up I, I mentioned previously the not having a coin available for a, uh, a trolley when you need one that's always really annoying yeah uh, that
0: is so irritating
1: absolutely but my my main current pet hate is my new pet dog that is currently chewing up my house and I can't stop it in any way So uh, because she's teething. So once she stops teething, that'll go. But So that's a pet hate. But is that
0: a, a literal pet, pet, pet hate? hate. That's a good answer yeah. for that yeah. question. I like that. Bringing it all back to ITIC and claims, if there was one piece of advice or lust prevention information that you'd like to share with the members, what would it be?
1: Well, the oldest piece of advice that we always give on everything is get What you can in writing because that obviously helps whenever there's a claim against you you know if you don't get it in writing it's still it is what it is and what you've agreed is what you've agreed but proving it can be very difficult if it's not in writing so i'd always say get whatever you can in writing and also if you're if you're entering into any contracts try and use terms and conditions to limit your liability if you can there's lots of terms and conditions out there uh, that you can use. And ITIC even has some of their own that we've published on our website. So you can always look on there. And, you know, these are generic terms and conditions. So If you want to change some of them around, you know, to suit your actual needs, you can. Uh, and we're more than happy to have a look at it for you if you think you've changed it too much, but you might have altered the meaning of it. We'll always have a look and, and, and let you know from, a, from an insurance point of view if that's any good or not.
0: Yeah, those are really good pieces of advice. I'm always hearing you recommending the terms and conditions to people. Well, thank you for your time today, Mark. I think that's really interesting to learn a little bit more about you. And I'd just like to wish you the best of luck in your new role. Thank you
1: very much.
0: And thanks to everybody for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to ITIC Insight. We hope you found this edition interesting and informative. To ensure you never miss an episode, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts.